Welcome to Quotable, a female millennial entrepreneur podcast, the show by and for female millennial entrepreneurs who are building and running thriving, successful businesses while living life to the fullest. I'm your host, Alessandra Polina. This episode is sponsored by the Haley Dunker Marketing Resource Shop. This is a brand new resource shop just launched by Haley Dunker Marketing, and it's created with a small entrepreneur in mind. Haley Dunker Marketing has redesigned all the tools and strategies that they use with their agency clients into easy-to-follow worksheets and templates that any small business owner can use to do their own marketing. If you have writer's block or have trouble writing content that converts, if you're creating a brand new brand, if you're rebranding, if you need your brand to just start working for you, this is the shop for you. If you only have time for one to two social media channels and you need to know which ones to choose and you don't know how to choose, or if you need someone to walk you through creating a mission statement, any of these things there are resources to walk you through them on here. So you can check them out at haleydunkermarketing.com slash resource shop. It's resource dash shop. We'll put the link in the show notes here and you can go and find them all there. There's things like a social media content planner, an email copywriting template, a client persona workbook, an Instagram bundle, the highest performer report, all kinds of things to help you go with with your marketing. You don't need to reinvent the wheel here. Haley Dunker Marketing already knows how to do all this stuff and she'll show you how. So go check it out. HaleyDunkerMarketing.com slash resource dash shop. Now onto the show. Hello. I'm so happy to have Lauren Greger on here with me today. She is the founder and CEO of Rent-A-Romper, which looks so cute and also extremely useful. So I'm really excited to talk to you today, Lauren. Thanks so much for coming on. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. Um, I want to start by, well, first, just can you give us a little overview of what your business is and why you started it? And then I, and then we can go from there. Yeah. So rent romper is a rental clothing company for babies and toddlers. And I started the company about a year ago. I'm a mom. I have two boys that are seven and five now. But I was getting really frustrated with the amount of clothing and just like waste I felt like we were generating in our home and constantly needing to be out shopping or finding deals online to keep up with them, how fast they were growing. So I felt like there had to be a better way for moms and parents to dress their kids without having a convenient solution, but also one that was sustainable at the same time. Yeah, that I mean, especially I feel like at the until I would say until maybe five years old, like literally every single season, you have to be shopping for clothes, maybe until four years old. I can't remember like the first like summer where like I did not need to necessarily buy new shorts for my son because like even though his <laughs> legs had gotten longer, like his waist hadn't gotten that much bigger for like the first time ever. And I was like, right. wait a minute, he can fit into the same clothes like literally every single season before that. It's just like constantly having to buy new clothes or to obtain new clothes. Absolutely. It grows so darn fast. So I can see that being a very useful service. And I can only imagine how having 
more than one kid means you were like constantly buying clothes. Yeah, um, it's true. And I mean, even though I have two boys, they're almost exactly two years apart. And even though, you know, I saved all of my older son's clothes, then you'd, I would like open up the box and realize that there weren't any pants inside <laughs> or like they just grow so differently mm-hmm. in terms of like their waist and their legs and everything. So even though I had hand-me-downs, it doesn't always work. Yeah. And where they are at what size in what season, right? Because yeah. if they were like, if you're like six months off during, you know, one was that age in the summer and one is that in the winter, it's like totally different. So what went up? So first of all, what I want to hear more about, like you said, you started it about a year ago, right? Which is pretty recent, obviously, <laughs> but yes. congratulations on that. Cause that's awesome. But what, who were you before that? Like, what did you do before <laughs> rent a romper? Cause obviously you've been a person longer than that. Yes. So I have like 15 years experience really in like the corporate world and in education. Mm. Um, so I was always like working in policy and strategy and operations. I worked for Los Angeles Unified School District for a while and worked for a big transportation company and never really thought that I was going to be an entrepreneur. <laughs> like it was That's never was in the And I wasn't really great. Like actually my parents own their own business, but they always talk to us about like having a secure job, a salary job that provides healthcare, (laughs) you know? And so I think starting my own thing never really was in my mind. And about, I guess, six months before I really started the business, I just had this idea that wouldn't go away. Mm -hmm. And I would like wake up in the middle of the night and I was thinking about it. And I wake up in the morning and I was thinking about it. And I think it was, it just like wouldn't stop. And I think I told myself, you know, after a little while and after listening to a few podcasts that, Mm -hmm. you know, I should give this a shot and give it a chance. So did you talk to like friends and family? Like, obviously you said it was a thought that was in your head for a while. And like, you kept kind of coming back to this is something I might need to do, or, or at least this is something that's needed. Did you hear from a lot of other people too, who were like, Oh yeah, I need something like that or something before you started. Or did you just kind of feel like if you needed, if you thought this was something that you needed, then surely other parents felt that way too. Yeah. So I guess it was sort of in the summer of 2019. And at the time I was talking to, you know, friends and family about it and just like talking about this idea. But I had listened to this podcast and it was sort of like, if you don't do it now, then when are you going to do it? And if Mm -hmm you don't do it, then who's going to do it? And so I felt like, okay, let me just give this a shot. So I printed business cards, like bought the domain and like the business did not exist yet, really just this idea. And I went to a women's conference that I, I was planning to attend. And I went as I was the founder of Rent Romper. And I just started talking to people. And there were a lot of women at this conference that were moms or are expecting. And the reception that I got at that event, just from like a business card on an email address, you know, was amazing. People just saying, if this existed when my kids were little, this would have been amazing. They grow so quickly. Or, you know, if you have it, can I sign up? Like the reception was just great. And people saying you have to do this. So that night I went home, figured out how to start the website started an Instagram and in the fall, so sort of like October to December of 2019, 
I started, I guess, like in the business, you know, entrepreneur world, you would call it like a pilot, but just with friends and friends of friends, anybody I knew that had young babies and toddlers started Mm -hmm. trying it out. So I started ordering clothes and figuring out where to get boxes, how to ship, like all the logistics of it, Mm -hmm. just with about 10 different customers. And that just started to snowball into like a real business. And then we actually launched officially with the website and everything in March of 2020. So like, oh, wow. Right when the time to start uh, lockdown happened. (laughs) Which probably was great because people were not going to go out shopping as much, right? I mean, I definitely started buying a lot more things online at that point in time than ever before. Yeah. I mean, I definitely think that part of it is an advantage. I think at the very beginning, people were still really concerned about like, well, it's secondhand clothing. Is it clean? You know, I don't necessarily want things coming to my house. You know, people were still really concerned about delivery and that thing. But after the few first couple of months, then I think like we offer, you don't have to leave your home. It just comes the clothes that you need. You don't have to go to stores. If you have a newborn, you're not like having to drag your baby around with you to places that you don't want to be, especially during this year. Yeah. Oh my God. That's so perfect. Wait. And I love that the first thing you did was print business cards because I just feel like that's such a, I don't know. I feel like that's different than what most people do. Most people are like, Oh, I put up a website and started, you know, trying to find people online. But I love that you printed business cards and went and found people in person. I mean, it sounds like you, you know, it was a conference you were attending, but like, that's, I just wanted to mention like that just, it sounds unique. It's different than what most people say. So I, and when you first said the first thing you did was print business cards, I was like, that's interesting because usually like, I don't know, I feel like you need business cards a lot less than <laughs> some of the other things in business. And a lot of people are like, oh, I didn't print my business, first business cards until I'd already been in business for like a year or two years or something. I mean, I think... I love you with that in-person with other moms right away. Yeah. I think it just maybe because of the timing and it coincided with this event that like I already knew I was going to... And it was in person back when we could do those things. And um, so it was It was really like, this is real. This is a real business. I have business cards. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Even though at the time it was just an idea. No, I love that though. And I think that's such a great way to get something going. Just kind of see what the interest is like, start talking about it with people. And then as you said, kind of start with like 10 or so like friends or people who you know and see how it works and not necessarily put a ton of pressure on yourself of like, oh, I'm going to launch this big website and like do a huge launch and like need to have hundreds of people signing on in the first couple of weeks or whatever. Like I think starting things more naturally and organically like that often is a really smart way to go. (laughs) Takes off some of that pressure too, I imagine, and gives you a chance to kind of figure out what works and what people need as you get started. Yeah, absolutely. I think especially with rental clothes for kids, I mean, there's models out there today in the fashion world for, I think, you know, women and adults where you can rent and sort of do things. But in terms of babies and toddlers, it's a new market. And so there were so many questions like, how long are people going to keep the clothes? Like, how are they going to remember which clothes are ours and which clothes are theirs? Like, there were so many things that we just learned really fast, but we would only have learned them if we were doing it, you know, in the process. And people saying, this is too many clothes, or how do I know which one? All those questions came from our customers who then, you know, helped us basically build what we have today. And then after you had kind of the first 
couple of people on board and you had started, well, actually, I mean, this is, I'm just curious, but how did you, when you said you started like ordering clothes and whatever, like where did the first kind of sets of clothes come from? Was some of it like things that from your sons that you were finished with, or did you go out and buy like all new clothes to kind of start off the, the first, like, um, I don't know what word I'm looking for, (laughs) but like the first set of clothes that you were going to be using, like, where did that actually come from? I'm just curious, like how you Um, built up that. I mean, it came from all over because like, so definitely some of our own clothes that we had that were, you know, not, we're not using anymore or friends and family that had things that they were willing to give to us. And then we, I would like shop every clearance sale possible and just Mm -hmm. try to find clothes that were you know, as affordable as I could find to add, because the other thing is I never could predict like, is a six month old baby girl going to sign up or is it going to be an 18 month old boy? Like we just never know. So a lot of times, especially at the beginning, and even now, sometimes uh, we kind of have to wait to see, to build our inventory and make sure we can like meet that demand. Yeah, totally. It sounds tough to predict. Oh, I was going to say, I was going to initially, before I asked about the clothes, ask <laughs> once you kind of had the first, you know, people on board, whether those were friends or people you knew getting started, like what did the process look like for actually bringing on more customers and bring, getting more people to know about you and to take part once you were ready to kind of build that up more? Did you proactively go out and try to find new customers or did it kind of happen from word of mouth from the people you already knew or what else did you do to build it from there? Yeah. Our first, like first original customers really helped us grow at the beginning. So there was a lot of word of mouth and people referring and still today that happens. And I think that is pretty common in terms of like, when you need something as a, as a mom, you ask your mom friends (laughs) how they do it. So that is still a really great source for us. But we had to kind of change our strategy because at the beginning, when we were launching last March we were going to attend all of these in-person events, like oh, right. go out to a, a baby expo or go out to like women's conferences and different places where we knew we could speak face-to-face with people. And all of that got canceled, right? So mm-hmm. we ended up doing several virtual like pregnancy expos, which was fun and like a good way for us to get our faces in front of people. And sort of explain how it works and tell people about it, show them the clothes, even though it's over the computer. And that helped us as well, just sort of target some expecting parents and has helped us grow as well. And now, I mean, we're still sort of growing organically and it's from those those people and our referral programs. Yeah, that makes sense. That's I feel like things in the mom space, it's so true. It's like so much of it is word of mouth because if somebody, if you're offering a great service, right? Because we're always all looking for ways to make life easier. And if we find something great, we tell other moms or if we need something specific, we ask other moms. And so that's really awesome. Do you find that people end up sticking around for a long time? Like if they sign up when they have like a six month old baby, they're still getting clothes when they're... Well, actually, and that's, I guess, a secondary question. What sizes do you go up to? Yes. Our core product right now is we call it a capsule membership. So when you sign up, let's say, say you sign up as a newborn, you receive 
a box of 15 items or seven items, whichever you decide in terms of size that are curated for you. So every box is different and really curated for that specific customer. And then it's really up to the family to decide when they're ready to swap the items. So they can keep swapping in and out as the child grows all the way up. And that we carry all the way up to size four. So we've had customers this last year, like come on with us in the newborn stage and now their babies are like in 12 to 18 month clothes or... So our customers are definitely sticking around, which has been awesome. And it's fun to sort of see them grow and even, you know, see different babies in the same outfits, which I think is just so cute. Yeah. And, yeah. You can see the, see the outfits kind of like through different life stages on different kids. Yeah. That is cute. So what happens if like an item gets kind of like ruined? Because I feel like with babies and kids, that's something people are going to people are wondering about like, what if I uh, <laughs> get back? Yeah. Well, first thing I say for that is that I'm a mom, like I know how it is. And you know, we're a, a mom founded brand. So when we like, when I first built out sort of like what our financial model would look like, we've took that into account. So we don't charge or do anything like that. If somebody gets messy, like it just happens. Mm-hmm. And if the clothes get stained or torn or something like that, we ask our customers to send them back and we work to either, you know, repair the clothing or like remove stains as much as we can. But that's just like part of life at the baby stage. Like they're going to eat, they're going to get messy. They're going to have an accident out of their diaper. It just happens. So we don't penalize our customers for that. Okay. That's definitely good to know. (laughs) And I'm almost surprised. I'm surprised you could build that in because the prices seem really reasonable for that many clothes for like even just a month. So I'm surprised that you can kind of build that in and not even have to charge people extra or something, anything like that. I feel like that yeah. probably is a big plus for people considering yeah. the service. It is. I mean, we do have a policy that like if your I don't your box comes back and over half of the capsule is unusable, mm-hmm. then we do charge up to one month of the cost, but in the over a year now that we've been operating, that's never happened. So, Oh, wow. Yeah. It's like, maybe some people might just not be made for renting. (laughs) Like maybe that doesn't work for your lifestyle or your family, but that's, yeah. I mean, we, when we send our box, we have a, like how it works kind of information packet that we send out and it has treatment, like how to remove certain, like your most common baby stains, but our customers have been taking really good care. I mean, the clothes come back in really great shape. And I think we carry over a hundred brands in our inventory. And I think the other thing is we're learning as a company, like which brands last longer, which, you know, are more heavy duty or like at the beginning, I used to order or put a lot of white in our inventory. We don't have a lot of white in our inventory Mm -hmm. anymore. Yeah, makes Um, sense. I mean, there are some items here and there, but we tend to, we understand now about staining and it like seems pretty obvious at the beginning, but some of those white <laughs> outfits are just so cute. Yeah. Yeah. But my life easier by not bothering. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like a major like draw, of course, and like reason that people probably sign up for this is just the ease. Like it makes your life a lot easier and simpler in a lot of ways. 
But obviously, I mean, I feel like sustainability is a, a big part of that too. Like sometimes people don't want to buy a lot of clothes and feel like they're always throwing away clothes. Like, as you said, you were creating so much waste. And that was one of the things that brought you to this idea. Yeah. So I, I don't know. I just want to touch on that a little bit. Like, where do you think the sustainability portion of it comes in? Do you feel like that's important to most of your customers or clientele? And like, in what ways does using this service, I guess, like, help people in their mission to be more sustainable if that's a thing that matters to them when it comes to like clothes and packaging and shipping and sharing things and all of that stuff. Yeah. As a mom myself and, you know, part of the reason why I started this company is convenience. Like Mm -hmm. this just takes off something off of your list. You can tell us what you like and we will send it to you and you can send it back when you're done. And You just don't have to worry about that. And I think for me, I care about the environment and what the world and the planet will look like for my kids when they grow up and their kids and the next, you know, their grandkids. And so while convenience and like having something just taken off my plate is hugely important to me as a a parent just and my to-do list, I also feel like I should be doing something that is helping create a world that's going to be better for them. And I don't think that those two things should be mutually exclusive. We should be able as a parent to have something that helps make our life easier, but also is good for the planet or for Mm -hmm. our kids. So that's really where it's not one or the other for me. And I think designing this brand really is just a way, especially for me, like raising two boys, we're taking a step to make the world a better place and sustainability right now in our brand if we can reuse and extend the life of clothing as much as possible there was a Ellen MacArthur Foundation did a study a few years back and if we can extend the life of one piece of clothing for up to nine months it reduces the water waste and carbon footprint of that item by 30 percent which is massive and then if you multiply that out to you know, we have over almost 4,000 items in our inventory now. And if we can extend all of those items and make sure that they're really being used to the full extent of their life and being repaired and circulated, like we're going to make a big impact. And the, the longer we can do that and the bigger that we can grow, we can start to source better materials. And we have wholesale partners now with several women-owned organic brands, which is awesome to be able to support them as well. So I think the more that we grow, the better impact we'll have. And I think you know that just like buying from us and being a member with us, we're going to take good care of the clothes, but we're also going to, you just feel good about it. You can have the convenience and the clothes that you want, you know, not sacrificing your wallet, but also know that you're doing something good. Yeah. And then you can just send them back at the end too, right? I feel like I always ended up with, or I still end up with like big piles of things that are getting outgrown. And I'm like, oh, now I have to find somewhere to either give these away, or like bring them to goodwill, or, you know, they end up just in a pile in this, in the corner of my son's bedroom or like my own closet for like months before I end up giving them away or doing something with them or like, and I, I can't stand throwing them away unless like something's really wrong with them. So that's even just like that not being a thing. Like, oh, I can just send them back at the end. Mm-hmm. Again, we have um, a closet. It, we call it the closet clean out 
but we do take children's clothing up to age 12 Mm -hmm. and offer credit. So if people send us their clothing, we give them credit to then spend on our, on our shop and they can send anything from zero to age 12. And we will try to reuse that clothing, but we also have partners that we upcycle. So we don't send anything to landfill. And I think that's just another way, like, you know, you just don't know what to do with that stuff. And especially in COVID, like there's been a lot of goodwill or whatever that isn't taking kids clothes. Yeah. Um, And so I think you just, if you need to offload, you can definitely send it to us. Okay. (laughs) And we'll we'll take care of it. I have a bag right now at the bottom of my, bottom of the stairs by the door that literally (laughs) I was like, yeah, next time I go out, I'll put it in the car and bring it to Goodwill. And that was like literally last March, probably. (laughs) And then I hardly go out. So that's never made it onto my list of errands. But yeah, no, that's huge, I think, too, just being able to kind of go through closets and get rid of stuff and ha- pass it on, right? It's like the ultimate like hand-me-down loop because I feel like I bought like such cute stuff for my son and he had the best clothes. And I only really had a couple people to like give hand-me-downs to and I ended up keeping a lot of it <laughs> because I didn't really have anybody at the right size to give it to. And I'm like, letting mm-hmm. someone else use it just makes so much more sense. Not everybody has those. Yeah, I think that is true too. Because even like I had hand-me-downs, like they would sit in a closet for two years and someone else could have been wearing them during that time. Yeah, <laughs> or you get it back when you need um, it. Yeah, I think a lot of people do have like communities where there's like kind of a cycle of, you know, maybe a group of moms that kind of pass things around and then end up with them back at, you know, at the end or if they need it again or something like that. But a lot of people don't have that kind of community or that kind of friendship circle. And this is like a way that people can all take part in that without, even if you don't actually have it naturally in your community or in your group of friends. So I think it's such a, such a good idea. I see why it's catching on and people are into it for sure. Definitely. So I have to ask as obviously a mom who started this business right around a time that everyone started staying at home. <laughs> what has that been like in terms of like building the business and working while probably your kids were at home, at least a lot of that time? And do you have any kind of words of advice or things that you've kind of figured out to make life easier for you in terms of running the business and and obviously still being a mom at the same time? <laughs> yeah. I mean, this year has been it's been crazy. And my boys, they've been in virtual school for virtually the entire time Mm -hmm. I've been running this business and building this business. So it's been a lot of just trying to be as flexible as I possibly can. And I think one of the things that I had to do in the earliest days was really reset my own priorities and understanding like what can give and what can't. And I think that is probably the only thing that's like helped us get through this year. But for example, just the idea of like how clean our house is, Mm -hmm. things that might have annoyed me before. And I felt like had to happen right away. Like we're just, you know, I kind of let that go a little bit and know that, you know, spending time with the kids and, you know, making sure everybody's just like, mentally happy and healthy and feeling supported is the most important thing. And if it's all those other things that are like running the house have to kind of fall to the wayside, then that's fine. 
So I think that's been the biggest thing for me is just understanding like what I really care about and making sure that those things get done and everything else, that's fine if it doesn't. Yes, I think that's so true. I think that's something we've all had to come to terms with in the last year for sure. Like you just can't, you can't do everything every day. It's just not going to happen. I think we've all gotten used to having the house be less clean than (laughs) ever before. Yeah. I mean, it is, I still think it's crazy. Like the expectations that we all have of parents and especially during this year, it seems like even though we've been in like the craziest of crisis and that our kids have all been home, that the expectation (laughs) still remains of like, working and especially building a business in this time, you know, I can't take a week off or like sometimes when things just have to get done or get out the door, they have to happen because I'm the only person doing it. Mm -hmm. So that's definitely been difficult, I think at times, but I think the kids, like we've all adjusted and they've been awesome. And I think I've tried really hard to be really open and transparent with them about what I'm doing which I think is cool. And so sometimes like if we get big boxes in of donations or like a bunch of swaps, I'll come back on the same day. They'll help me actually go through the clothing and sort things. So they get involved sometimes. And sometimes they just have to watch a few hours of TV. So Yeah, no, I love that. I think that, I think it's really cool for them to be able to see what you're doing and get to be a part of that too. If they're interested, want to like actually take part. I love that. And I think that's one cool thing that, you know, I think we're probably all struggling with like, oh, my kid thinks I'm working all the time because he's seeing me work the whole time. (laughs) Like he's seeing me at my computer all day long. But on the other hand, like he's really getting to see me running a business right now, like more than ever before. And also for you, I can only imagine how amazing it's going to feel once kids do go back to school and you're running your business for the first time with like quiet and time on your hands in terms of like, time in the day when you're by yourself. Can you even imagine what that's going to be like? Yeah, because I think it's it's been a tough transition for those of us who were used to that and then had to go to working at home. But I can only imagine actually starting your business like in this situation, in this environment. And then you're going to be like, oh my gosh, this is all I can do when I have a whole day. It's going to be amazing. But um, you brought that up. Now I have something I'm going to dream about. Oh my God. Yeah, you're probably, you're going to feel so productive, I bet, when you have a whole day of like quiet time. I think that's going to be amazing for you. But also, I mean, I think it's really cool to see what you've been able to grow in this time and just in the, just a year, whether it's even in the best year. I think it's amazing to see what you've done, but not to mention like this year when things were tough for everybody. Yeah. Well, actually, that was one thing I was going to ask you was, do you have any advice or thoughts for people who are like, like anyone who's like kind of been toying with an idea of a business or like, as you said, like kind of keep thinking about this thing that they feel like they want to do, but feel like now is maybe not the right time. Like it's so easy to feel like now, whenever that is, is not the right time, right? Like, is there ever really a good time for starting a business, especially with kids? I don't know. But do you have any advice as someone who probably started a business at a time that most people would have said is not right. Yeah. I mean, like looking back on it now, I think I'm so glad I took the chance and I am so glad that I like gave my idea a chance to live, you know, like you said, I don't think there's ever a right time or a wrong time. Like your kids are going to grow and 
they might be a little bit easier or not. You never know. You never know what's going to happen. And so I kind of think that if you do feel like you have an idea that has legs and has value, like you should try it, give it, you know, you don't have to like the business card idea. You don't have to like build a website and do everything (laughs) and have a perfect launch. Like you can start somewhere and just like take steps to see how things work out. And I think like, I'm very glad that I gave this a chance. And I think I've learned so much from myself and grown a lot over this year in ways that, you know, I've been working for 15 plus years in my career, but this is like the most exciting and terrifying thing all at the same time. And I feel like if people have an idea, you should try it because it's pretty great. Yeah, I love that. And then that's a good segue to one thing I always ask people at the end of our conversation, which is what's one thing that you wish you'd known more about when you first began your business? Is that the same thing kind of that you would have told yourself? Or is there anything else that you kind of wish you had known at the beginning that would have made life easier or whatever that may be? I don't know. That's a really great question. I think maybe if I had known some of the people that I know now, that I met, like if I had had a a mentor or an advisor right from the get-go, I think that would have been great. But I think there's so many things as we were talking about earlier that now I could have said, oh, oh, I wish I had known more about marketing or I wish I had known more about like web development or platforms that I could have used back then. But again, like you only learn, I've only learned this when I'm doing it. So, and especially when you're building something, I think that's new. Like rental clothing for babies, you know, you don't know at the beginning, how long are they going to wear them? Or are they going to keep it clean and all of those things. And those, a lot of the stuff that I've learned in the last year has only been because we've tried it and we've gotten the feedback or we've learned from it. So, but I do think it would be nice, especially as a solo founder and like you're run your business, you're by yourself a lot of the time to have Mm -hmm. like a solid voice that you could bounce things off of. That would have been awesome. <laughs> yeah, totally hearing you there. <laughs> I agree. Is there anything else that you would want to share with other entrepreneurs? Any last words, words of advice, anything like that? Or words of solidarity with others going along their entrepreneurial journey? I think the just like, I believe in you and this is good and keep going. I think there's so many highs and lows in this. And where, you know, things work really well one week and then the next week they don't. And I think especially in your own, if you're by yourself in this business, that can be really hard. And there's times where you want to say, is this really going to work? Like, maybe I should just go back and get a job. I think just keep going. Like, you can do it. We all can do this. This is, yeah, it's hard sometimes, but. Hard, but worth it, right? Worth, definitely. Yeah, I love that. I think that's a great place to leave it. So tell, can you share where people can find you online, how they can sign up for Rent a Romper if they want to, or just find out more information? Yeah, absolutely. So our website is rentaromperalloneword.com. And you can find us on Instagram at rentaromper and Facebook at rentaromperus. Okay, awesome. That is amazing. Thank you so much for sharing all of this with us. I love the concept. I love the idea. I wish that my son was not already six and we could <laughs> sign up. 
I think it's such a good business. So thanks for starting it. And thanks for sharing your thoughts with us today. Thank you so much. It was so good to talk to you. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed this show, please subscribe to Quotable, a female millennial entrepreneur podcast so you won't miss the next episode and leave a review on iTunes so other people will be able to find us easily. Also, don't be shy to get in touch with me or anyone you heard on this show. We're all about connecting and our Instagram handles and contact links are always in the show notes. If you have questions or ideas for a future episode, or you want to submit a guest or to see those show notes, you can do all of that online at quotablemediaco.com slash podcast. One other thing, join other listeners on Facebook and Instagram by searching female millennial entrepreneurs and joining us there. Talk to you soon and see you there.